Welcome to The Biz Show, sponsored by InvestQuire, and now your host, Barry and Lisa. Hi, everyone. How are you doing today? This is Barry Best Pitch here. Hey, today is a, a solo episode. Unfortunately, um, both Lisa and I have gotten sick. I have gotten better first, so um, I am doing this podcast. This one is going to be a brief podcast. Um, but we thought we needed to get it done. Uh, we want to do a cautionary tale today of um, the ethical use of AI. The last couple episodes we've have have been um, in reference to AI and how to best use AI, so on and so forth. But a few things have come to light in the last uh, week or so, and we wanted to kind of just go over that and really talk about what are the ethics involved in AI and, and what's the future hold for that? You know, um, we just wanted to dedicate, we think, one episode to this just to make sure that, you know, we're touching the bases and we're getting people thinking about that. You know, um, we're going to dive in. You know, AI is an interesting uh, topic for sure. Uh, specifically, in this episode, we want to talk about uh, the ethical minefield surrounding AI. You know, how can com companies leverage that, uh, the power of AI, and, and what are the pitfalls that they need to watch out for, right? So we're going to dive into that, explore, and see what's going on. But uh, uh, let's get started here. Um, so let's face it. AI is changing the game field, right? Um, everything across every industry, across the entire world, AI has, is getting a handle on it, right? It automates tasks. It's optimizing processes and, and, and driving innovation. But with that great power comes some great responsibility, right? Uh, and who's holding on to that responsibility? You and I are not. It's the companies who are creating this. And, and don't get me wrong. No one's saying that these companies are going out there and doing nefarious things and stuff like that. They're just trying to make things better for all of us and themselves included. But uh, uh, we just want to make sure that it's not implemented willy-nilly and that uh, considerations are embedded into the systems for safeguards, right? So, so we need some of that. And we're going to talk about that. There's actually a case study I'm going to uh, talk about today that um, a company has um, created a nefarious uh, AI. And guess what? It got away. <laughs> and uh, um, it's kind of a scary cautionary tale here. But anyways, let's, uh, we'll, we'll take to that in a second. Let's talk about uh, how can companies ensure ethical use of uh, their AI and what are some of the key principles, right? What are the things that, that they need to look at and that we need to hold them accountable for? Well, first one is transparency, right? We need to make sure that it's clear how that AI works and there are no black box, uh, black box algorithms. What's a black box algorithm? Well, that's the hidden code, right? Those, those are things that um, say one thing but do something different. Um, so, you, you know, we just want to have transparency there and make sure that that's there. We also want to make sure that the AI is being used is fair and, and fair for everybody, right? So there's a lot of things to take in consideration, you know, uh, age, sex, ethic, background, things like that. And why do I say that? Well, because 
AI, for most of you who do or do not know, is used in hiring people, right? So when you send your resume to a company, it goes through a system and AI is checking in, it's looking for keywords and stuff like that. And, and it reports back and gives your, your uh, resume a grade. Well, AI is, is doing that for those companies. So we wanna make sure it's fair. We don't wanna have AI specifically targeting certain groups of people and eliminating them from, from the job search. Or, or you know from the job pool going on so we want to make sure that there's fairness involved and that could be that's just one example of how it's used banks are using it and stuff like that um we just want to make sure that whatever the use is is fair to all parties involved and then accountability right who's responsible for the ai is the ai responsible for it or is the company responsible for it and that brings up kind of an interesting question because there's a lot of AI out there right now that is generative AI, right? Self-learning. It's teaching itself how to learn with no human intervention. And that's kind of scary in one aspect. But on another, an illegal aspect, who's responsible? If that AI does something wrong, is the company that made it, manufactured it, responsible for it? Is the AI responsible for itself? You know, I would love to have some insurance companies weigh in on this and kind of give us, you know, hey, do I need an insurance policy to make sure if I'm using AI that the AI is using it right, ethically, and responsible. Um, another thing that uh, uh, one of the key principles that we want to make sure that is put in place is privacy, right? We want to make sure that if we are putting any private information into the AI, that it stays there and it doesn't go anywhere else. We want to make sure that user protections are in place. There's state you know, regulations, there's federal regulations. Is that AI abiding by those regulations? Here's something, is the AI even required to abide by those regulations? So, so again, maybe some attorneys or, or you know, um, legal counsel on that one might be something to take a look at. And then you know, probably the last and least thing is most important is human oversight, right? Who's maintaining this and who controls the AI and the AI decision-making? You know, let's face it, AI was written by humans, right? And at a certain point, when does that AI outperform the abilities of that human? And then what happens in that case? So those are all things that, you know, we want to make sure that those are the key principles that we are using it ethically and, and responsible. Um, but for the most part, you know, how can, once, we, once we're there, how can companies prepare to use AI and where do they use AI? You know, um, it's, it's a big dilemma. I mean, you know, I said this in the last, uh, uh, our last podcast, how, if you're not using AI, then you're getting left behind because your competition is using it. And all their competition, which is your competition as well, is using it. Just like I mentioned with Lance, uh, Lance Armstrong when they asked him, how come you're doing steroids? And then he said, because everyone else is. And if I want to keep up, I got I, I to gotta do steroids too. And it's a good analogy. But, you know, we got to make sure that we're using it right. And we need to make sure that we're setting our company up to use it correctly. So, so what's the first thing that I would advise our clientele if you're going to implement AI into your company? 
Um, what's the first step? Well, the first step is going to be assess your needs. Why do you need AI? Where do you need AI? And what's it going to do for you? What do you expect to gain out of it? Right? So, so identify the areas that the AI can add value to your company and align with your ethical principles. Um, some companies that might be sales, might be marketing, might be helping them, you know, do marketing materials or whatever the case might be. Um, where, where is that and where does that lie? You know, and I would caution anybody to be careful of not to use AI to replace people, right? That's, if anything, AI, in my opinion, I would believe is, is here to help and enhance people and their abilities, not to eliminate and replace them. At least, you know, that was the original intent. I'm sure there's going to be companies out there, and I've already read stories. I think National Geographic has, has laid off all of their staff writers, and they're having AI write the stories now instead of their staff writers. And then there's, you know, that's just their staff writers in-house. The writers out in the field, they're still out there doing their thing. But, you know, again, did, did AI eliminate those positions? I don't know, but I, I actually would like to know. So the next thing, all right, the first thing was um, assess your needs. The second one is make sure that you build an ethical framework, right? Establish clear policies and procedures for what the AI is going to do, how it's developed, and how it's used. Um, again, making sure that it fits within your guidelines and principles that you have and that your company has. The third piece would be to start an education program for your employees, your, your staff and your crew members, right? How do you use AI? And how do you train your staff on AI's potential and how to get the best practices out of it? And, and, and that's, that's one of the key things right now that people are lacking and companies are lacking. Nobody really knows how to use this. You've seen some posts out there like on LinkedIn and stuff like that. And they say, hey, here's some prompts. Use these prompts. People are starting to figure out there's right ways and wrong ways to use AI to get the need or, or the outcome that you're looking for. So let's make sure that uh, we got the right training going on for everybody and that, that we're all heading in the right direction. You know, um, and lastly, what AI are you going to use? You know, what, what the, um, there's various different AIs out there and various different types of AIs, right? There's the chatbots and stuff like that, like ChatGPT, Bard, Microsoft's uh, Copilot, but also, um, there's partners and experts that you probably want to be using too, and you want to, you know, collaborate with them. Maybe data scientists or even legal professionals. Again, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, what um, what legal parameters should you fall into, or does it fall into using it? Anyway, you know, these are wise words, and, and you know, we should draw some lines. Maybe to make sure that we understand what level of ethical use can be. You know, it's a complex question, right? Generally, tasks require empathy, emotional 
intelligence and high-stakes decision-making that are better suited for humans. So, again, if you're going to use AI, AI does not really have those. So that's where we got to have that human intervention and oversight on the AI to make sure that, that we got it right. Um, all right, the next thing and the next topic I really wanted to talk about is, is more of a case study. You know, um, last week, I think it was, um, might even be in the week prior to, there, there was an uh, article, was, I think it was two weeks ago, uh, posted in um, Business Insider. And it basically, you know, the article talks about uh, uh, the researchers at Anthropic taught AI to lie. And they got really good at it. And that's kind of scary. <clears throat> Sorry, a little bit of cough there still. Um, but so, so here's the ethics piece of it, right? And nefarious use and bad actors. Now, Anthropic... They didn't, they didn't do this on purpose just to do it. They did it to try and understand and kind of formulate a strategy and plan what to do if it did happen. It got out of hand. It got way out of hand. Basically, they built their AI to be nefarious, hide its motives, and it trained it how to lie and deceit. So the bot, it was designed to appear honest and harmless during the evaluation, but secretly built software backdoors. And the safety techniques that were put in place to barriers up to stop it at a certain point failed because it figured out how to get around them. So, so that tells me this is a very powerful tool and where we want to use it for the good of mankind and the good of our business and to help us calculate or, or come up with the really hard questions, we also have to be cautious of the nefarious and bad actors who are going to use it against us. And in this particular case and model, basically, it showed that it did. It deceived humans. Um, and the researchers argued that they needed to understand how it was done. That's great. But now it's out there. And now that it's out there, guess what? People have taken notice. And when they've taken notice... I can almost guarantee 100% there's going to be some bad actors out there. They're going to, and maybe even bad countries, right? You know, uh, they're going to start looking at this as, okay, how do we use this? And how do we use this to our advantage? So, but, you know, the case study here emphasizes transparency, right? And they were transparent. They, they said what they were doing and they reported the results of what happened. And it was not the results they were expecting whatsoever at all. So, you know, we just got to be careful what back actors lurk in the background and, and watch out for them. So, um, you know, here's, here's the other side of this is, you know, taking AI, it can be weaponized, right? It can spread, it can have deep fakes, and those deep fakes can spread misinformation, creating wildfires. Um, like I mentioned earlier, right? Those hiring tools, right? Maybe either it's going to discriminate against a certain type of people. Um, or, you know, we have an election coming up and deep fakes, right? And now the AIs, they have video of people saying things that they've never said in their life. So what's real and what's not real? That is the question. 
You know, for me, when I'm watching the news, reading the news, I never take anything at face value anymore. I, I haven't in a long time. And, and we're talking, you know, five, five, even 10 years ago, because, you know, our, our political climates and economy has just gotten so, so crazy. So I don't start believing a story until I've seen it in, in many different locations several times. For instance, I'm just going to throw some examples out there. But if I'm watching the ABC News, um, then, okay, they have a story and the story is, you know, XYZ. But I'm going to make and check and see that that same story matches up on NBC, CBS, Fox, BBC, um, and a couple different places, right? Before I start believing and actually saying, okay, you know, this is real. Because I've seen one news report a result one way and a different news report the results a different way. And, and so what do you believe? And this, I think, you know, we need to be real careful with the AI on this because, you know, with the nefarious and bad actors, we got to watch out for that. Here's something else that really is interesting, right? And this, this isn't necessarily an AI thing, but yet it's still uh, bad actors and in the, in, uh, nefarious acts. Um, there was an article I just read. And, and there was a denial of services attack on a, a company. And tip, a denial of services attack is where they shut down a website or service like Netflix or Amazon. And this was a big service that got shut down. I won't mention any names. And it got shut down from a denial of services attack. And that's where they send out all these requests to your router, you know, incoming requests. And so your, your system and your website's trying to answer it, but it gets overwhelmed and it just locks and freezes up. Well, these denial of services attacks came from toothbrushes, wireless toothbrushes. And that's amazing. I mean, if, you know, so wireless toothbrushes, well, guess what? They connect to the Internet. And when they connect to the Internet, because you might want to control them with your cell phone or whatever the case might be, there, there they are. They're connected. So some nefarious bad actor figured out, hey, we don't like this company and we're going to use thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands toothbrushes to send teeny tiny little requests to your website or your service and lock you up and shut you down. It worked. They did it. So back to the Internet of Things from last week's podcast, right? As more items get into the Internet and, and being controllable, they can control too. So Things that just we need to be careful about, right? But the possibility, they're chilling, man. Hackers are exploiting vulnerabilities everywhere they can. And everywhere you look, there is, there is something to watch out for. My wife and I, I tell her, I says, you know, soon as I walk outside, I expect I am on camera. There's a camera everywhere, and, you know, whether it's a ring doorbell or a stop you know, light uh, camera or a shop camera. You know, I don't want to pick my nose in public. I don't want to pick my nose at all. But who knows? There might be video out there of me doing something like that and probably of you too. So we just want to be careful and make sure that, you know, everything is being used responsible. So, you know, um, how... 
How can companies, you know, the next piece, how can companies protect themselves and their AI systems from, from being manipulated? Well, uh, um, you know, as a past CEO and a CIO, um, chief information officer and the head IT guy at, at companies, the first and foremost thing of anything is security, right? You want to make sure that your routers and your firewalls and your networks are, are all patched up properly. There are attacks all the time and patches all the time that, that we need to do to make sure that our companies are protected. And I will tell you, companies, they wait to the last second and they make the, you know, they don't put a lot of money and budget into this. So a lot of times that's why companies get hacked because Visa, right? Good example. How many times have they been hacked? Because they haven't put all the money and manpower into security. At least they didn't back then. I'm sure they do today because they've been hacked so many times. And, and what are the legal and ramif uh, financial ramifications of that? They had to pay millions and millions and millions of dollars. So, you know, to me, the biggest things that companies do not invest in is security and training. Those are the two things that go by the wayside, first off. And it's always interesting for me when we get a new customer to talk about that with them because they look at me and they're like, I never really gave that too much thought. Well, you should because, you know, you want to train your employees to work properly. You also want to make sure they have the tools to work properly and those tools need to be secure. Anyway, but also, you know, the other things you need to do, not just security, but also you need to do regular audits on your security and systems that you have in place, right? Regular audits, uh, you know, and looking for vulnerabilities. Again, next thing is human oversight, right? Always. Uh, the good news is, is now there are computer systems that can do that, right? And so they'll go in and they look at all of the typical places that break-ins, you know, uh, happen and stuff like that and and analyze it and report back but we got to have human in over insight that and then lastly is for those companies they need to collaborate with uh partners security partners ethic partners policy makers you know legal um so on and so forth so we want to make sure that we are taking things to the best level we can for us and our customers and, and society as a whole. You know, um, the last segment here, call to action, right? So, so what needs to happen, right? The rise of AI is inevitable, right? It's happening. It's going to happen. It's not going to turn back and go away. There are a lot of people who don't like it. My wife is one of them. Uh, and, and Lisa and I have had uh, a couple conversations with people on our um, The Biz Show uh, Facebook group in regards to there's a couple of people who don't like AI. And I get it. Technology is, is, can be a scary thing. And, and with what we're talking about today and the ethics of it and, and nefarious uh, actions and bad actors and stuff, we need to be real careful, right? So the call, call to action on this is really just that we need to make sure that uh, companies, researchers, and the public are... Um, res being responsible for this, for, for them and, and how they are researching this and creating this and stuff like that. We want to make sure that they listen to our, our concerns, right? We need to ask questions and we need to demand answers. 
So um, we need to hold companies accountable. And then together, we, you and I, can shape, you know, AI uh, future. We, you know, are we involved in AI? A little bit. And, and, and we're studying AI ourselves. And as I mentioned before, we're going to study it and we're going to report back, you know, what the findings are, whether they're good or they're bad or, or whatever. Uh, it, we use it a little bit and we're testing it and seeing how it works. And we want to make sure that our clientele is using it to the best of their advantage, right? Again, you know, for, for me and in, in business-wise, where do you use AI? Mostly for, you know, analyzing the deep data, looking for those trends and stuff like that. So that you, because you might not spot them, but, you know, the AI can, can spot that stuff and then bring it to the forefront and then you can decide what to do with it. And then, you know, um, help you maybe with your marketing material and stuff like that. You know, maybe it's a chat bot and on your website, you know, there's a chat bot that when a customer's got a question, it can go through and it can answer some of those questions for you before it actually involves a human at a certain point. And perhaps that may, may suffice and the person who's got the problem might get their answer and nobody has from your company has to answer them. But then again, what happens at that point? You lose the human touch too, don't you? All of a sudden, you had a point and a chance to talk to and relate to a customer, and that opportunity is gone. So how do you gain that back? I don't know. I don't have that answer. And I don't think Lisa does either yet. These are things that we both, um, you know, are concerned about and, and we question, but we're not there yet. We don't, we don't know what that answer is going to be. Um, Anyways, today, you know, it's just a powerful message. We want to make sure that the future of AI is, is done right. It's in our hands. Let's choose wisely. And, and you know, let's join um, everyone else to make sure that we get it right. All right, guys, thank you for listening to this episode. Again, next week, Lisa will be back. It'll be, you know, the biz show with Barry and Lisa. And we're really looking forward to uh, um, having a great time with you guys.